Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 31, which is going to start with Queen Hippolyta still dealing with that pesky parademon that was bothering Yuboa. And then the minutes are going to end with Queen Hippolyta leaving the now sealed mother box cage. So this is the minute where we get that whole uh, gate closing um, moment in the film. And um, there was some controversy for the scene. We'll get into it. But um, real quick, I just got to admire the the special effects for the parademon bothering Queen the pe- Hippolyta. The pesky. The, the pesky, pesky parademon. parademon. That is correct. Um like I said earlier, these parademons, they, they're pretty tenacious. Um, some of them deserve <laughs> some praise. And this is the parademon that, you know, they just killed a piony uh, from the first Wonder Woman movie. And then then this parademon is bothering Yuboa. Well, really, it was coming after the queen, first of all. And then Yuboa stepped in, uh, got outmatched by the parademon, and then Queen Apolita had to step back from leaving the cage to to go help you boa and still this pair demon is like i i got no legs but i'm gonna keep fighting and there's just something i like about that um and i think it adds like even like even if it's something small like oh yeah the, look the pair demons aren't pushovers like nameless stormtroopers or something like that um i think in the context of what's happening in this minute it kind of adds suspense because I don't think this parademon was in the first, the the other version of the movie. It's just Queen Apolta saying, oh, I got to leave the cage, ready to the hammers, and then she runs out and it's hmm. in slow motion and everything. And she doesn't have the whole saving Yuboa, dealing with the parademon while trying to leave the cage. So now, because the because this whole moment is in slow motion... Normally you would think, oh, it's in slow motion because it's cool, like blanket term, like it just looks cool, so it's in slow motion. Okay. But now we're looking at it as like, oh, you wait, you wasted too much time saving you, Boa, dealing with the parademon. Then now they already got the hammers ready; they're already sealing the cage. Like you're running out of time now, and so there's that. So it's it's a time frame instead of a uh, yeah, instead it, of a cool action. Yeah, now instead of a cool mm. action, it's like slow motion for suspense slow motion because you're running out of time um, okay and i think it works better that way um, i think it works better that way as well i always uh this was one sequence where i would have agreed with people when they said there's too much slow motion in this movie particularly queen hippolyta sliding out of the cage it's just the slide doesn't need to be slow motion but in reference to it being a beat the clock situation a la crash bandicoot mm-hmm. i'm for it yeah because you know those those amazon gatekeepers they're not their job was never to hold that thing <clears throat> their their job was to seal the cage that's it they never were like oh you know if we wanted to we could hold the door open a little bit for you to slide out that's not their yeah. job they're never trained for that but they do it wow. anyways for the queen like that's how important it is. Um, and when they realize, I don't know, maybe that, that is a procedure. Maybe that is the procedure of like, uh, just let it all go down, and then at the last door, hold it open as as much. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Is nah. it like the Titanic? Yes. 
<laughs> I gotta. I I would think that it was just something that they had to do in the moment. They're never trained for. Now I I think it's safe to assume that this is their job only, right? Like these, I call them Amazon gatekeepers because I don't know what else to call them, except for one specific Amazon, which we'll get into her lore. But these six Amazons, six or eight Amazons. This is their job. Uh, you know, just like how we had the room, the cage room with all those dozens of Amazons looking at the mother box for thousands of years just to make sure that nothing ever happened with it. I think it's safe to say that these Amazon gatekeepers, th- their job is always here. They're the ones guarding this entrance. And if for any reason they ever said seal the cage, they would be ready to do so, right? I. I'm inclined to believe you because it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Yeah, I, that's how I... Cause it, I, yeah, exactly. We never really see them enter in the cage with this part. We only see them leaving because I think when they, when um, Philippa says, um, alert the queen, and then the queen shows up with her senators, it's just them entering the, the bigger part of the, of the cage. So this is the first time we're seeing them actually leave right um we do see the entrance from the outside uh we saw that a couple minutes back but um yeah these these amazon gatekeepers um they got a lot of i guess flack from the internet when it first revealed like their their outfits that they're wearing Um, i only heard good things that was that's the weirdest thing when you said controversy i was like what are you talking about yeah there was so i'll bring up this thing real quick um that you know we're we're coming off the release of the first Wonder Woman movie in 2017. Justice League would have been released the same year, and when you see how the Amazons look in Wonder Woman, and everyone loved that first movie, um, you compare it to how they look in this one, and so a lot of them got to see these gatekeepers first, and they're wearing much less much less clothing, um, and the Flack was on Zack Snyder for maybe taking a step backwards in, in how the Amazons look. Uh, and, you know, first of all, I disagree. Uh, I think they look totally badass. Uh, I think the way that they look in both films is badass, regardless of how much clothing they wear. But I, I do agree that sometimes people design things uh to be sexualized. Uh, I don't think this is one of those cases at all. I, I do agree. I always with... compared it to bodybuilding. Yes, exactly. Um, Samantha Joe actually uh, responded to this kind of criticism that Zack Snyder was getting for it. Um, and also Michael Wilkinson, the designer for the costumes for most of these DC Cinematic Universe movies. And I don't think Michael Wilkinson ever thinks that way as well. Um, especially with the design of Feora and Wonder Woman and all the Kryptonians and stuff like that. Um, I think this is one of those cases where this is more of an empowering situation than it is to be taken as a sexual thing, that they're wearing less clothing. And this also stems from the criticism that people had for Sucker Punch, which I find an empowering movie. Um, I'm not a woman, so I 
I feel like sometimes I'm out of line making statements like that, but I feel personally that it's a, an empowering film. It's a, it's a very earnest film and I don't really agree with like, Oh, Zack Snyder, you know, doesn't know how to direct women or anything like that. Or does it like, you know, I'd never feel that way with him. I feel like he's a very, um, wholesome individual director and, uh, Samantha Wynn also took to Twitter to respond to that kind of criticism, thinking that, you know, when she works with Zack Snyder or works with Michael Wilkinson, she doesn't ever feel that way. She's worked with them on many films, and she, she's always felt uh, empowered by working on Zack Snyder's film. And obviously we have her working again as Chambers in Army of the Dead. And so she goes on to say, um, I've never once been told to stand in a pretty way or perform something with more skin or feminine moments. I have been most uh, appreciated for my strong stances and posture in my fighting. And I've always felt not just comfortable, but confident in what I was wearing and how I was being represented. Um, so those just are some, those are just some thoughts from Samantha Wynn. Um, the person here that is most notable in these Amazon gatekeepers is Brooke Entz. Brooke Entz is a bodybuilder. I don't have names for any of the other gatekeepers. I try looking them up, but Brooke Entz's character actually has a name. It's uh, Penthesilia. And yeah, I totally agree. I think this is one of those situations where, you know, you, you as a bodybuilder, you work so much and invest so much in how you look physically and your health and your fitness and everything that to see an Amazon like this, to me, I'm I'm impressed, I'm influenced, I'm inspired. I want to like I would love to look like this person looks. You know, it's truly it truly is empowering. And um I think it works great that you get to see what they invest in. Like, yeah, you could put them in a whole bunch of armor like Queen Apollo is wearing. But it's like if this is the superhero moment and these people are like real life superheroes just like these massive olympian looking amazons like absolutely like let's have some some good costume design for them that shows off that that physique and it's really that moment where they're swinging the hammers and you get the slow motion of like there's the abs, the abs. Yeah. and it's like it's one thing to have abs if you're like in one posture or like one like uh yeah, like posture, and you're like, yeah, look, there, there are my abs. But this person is doing a whole range of motion, and the abs are still there. <laughs> like, to always have abs, no matter how your range of motion is working, that's impressive. Those are real abs. And so showing that off is like, hell yeah, look at how strong these Amazons are. It's not just how cool they look. It's like, just physically, they're strong. We never see yeah. that with Atlanteans. Like, this is their moment, and I think it's just so cool. It's really cool, just like the mechanism that is used to just like close this gate off is just whatever tree stumps that they have that are as the support beams. I don't know. It's just so uh, like ancient mythological that I'm I'm all for it. I mean, this is the type of place that the Amazons kept their mother box in. We see man again, man just buried it underground. And then lost it. Atlanteans were just like, yeah, we'll put it just outside the city, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll just keep it down here. Um, just put it, in the, put it in the church no one goes to. I'm guessing it has to be like a weighted pulley system. So if they break those tree trunks, it 
the slab which is being lifted up by a pulley which just comes straight down the other side so it's like just very simple machine work but this also creates the the earthquake the 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 rock slide you know like yeah. it has to it's do like it all it all activates yeah it has to do both it has to somehow break it's just all collapsing everything's just collapsing yeah the entire the entire structure is collapsing and i think it's just that i don't know maybe it's just built into the mountain that much that if the mountain collapses the whole cliff face collapses maybe they're like well we know if these giant rock slabs were to impact the ground with enough just force drop it, it yeah. would just shatter this part of the cliff side underneath it and the shock waves would be enough to just send it all toppling over because it's a massive, it, yeah. massive piece of uh, uh, just fortress that they got here. Just solid uh, stone. I mean, not solid. It's made up of a lot of stones, but <laughs> yeah, just one big stone, Nate. It's just, it's just Still, one big stone. So, do you think the uh, the the magic veil of Themyscira saves them from you know tidal issues? The cliff coming off this is that's got to be a that's got to cause like a tsunami somewhere, right? Well, no, I mean, yeah. Um, no. It's like an ice shelf. Uh, the, 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 the ward that's over the mascara is just invisibility. So it, like the, the tidal waves and, and the currents wouldn't have any influence on it. But mm. I do think that's... Mm. I don't know about that. Maybe there's Poseidon stuff, magic going on in there. So. Yeah, you think there's? It's like... all magic, man. Anything could happen. Well, do they always have perfect weather then? Yeah, because they in Wonder Woman one when the German soldiers invade, on the other side of that bubble there was fog and like right. Am I making this yeah. up? No, you're right. Does it right. have you're its right. own weather system going on in here? <laughs> A, I guess so. Maybe. We'll have to come back to that one. Um, some cool things about Brooke Entz's character, Penthesilia. No relation to the actual Greek mythological character, um, but we'll say it anyways. It's kind of like Artemis where there's an Artemis Amazon, but then there's an Artemis, an actual Greek god. Uh, Penthesilia was an Amazonian queen in Greek mythology, uh, daughter of Ares and Orterra. Um, and then... Also, the sister of Hippolyta, Antiope, and Menelipe. Crazy. So she was a fourth sister? Yeah, well, I guess they're all sisters, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, she assisted Troy in the Trojan War, but during that, she was killed by Achilles. So. Oh. Does that upset you, Get Nate? out of here. <laughs> yeah, just come on. Um, that's, a, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah, that is a bummer. Uh, yeah, so th- really interesting character. I... I I assume that it's just named after that person. Mm-hmm. But if it is the actual Penthesilia, it's cool to know that. Well, no, because then this character would have had to have died during the Trojan War. But if that is based off, you know, this is that Penthesilia. Amazing. Absolutely cool. I love that. Um, but yeah, this is the, she's the one lifting one of that rock slab in slow motion. It has that, that close up shot of the Amazon uh, with the blonde hair. That is Penthesilia. That's Brooke Ince's character. I, I figured. Um, but yeah. So really cool stuff there. And then I really like when Queen Apolta does slide out of the cage and it collapses. Um, well, the, the whole thing hasn't collapsed yet, but it does close off. 
Um, the door I really yeah. like just how the music changes very quickly because it goes from like intense, intense, like we're trying to get out of here, running out of time, Let's keep the suspense going. Um, and then once it closes, it changes into that more mournful, sorrowful, like kind of yeah. grieving that mournful is a good word to describe it sad it's got sad music sad uh, sad undertones it's yeah kind of that's a good that was really good um congratulations <laughs> so i didn't i don't it's the slow motion still i think it's just just slightly too much slow motion i think the slide sliding into home or sliding out of home whatever you want to sliding call it. into home sliding into in a first who's on don't do this. It's just too <laughs> much. It's too. It's too much. There's. I think. I can't do baseball. <laughs> I don't. Um, I think I agree with with. I'm still in agreement of too much slow motion, and and it's really just the slide. It's Hippolyta's yeah. slide out. It doesn't need to be slow mo. I get. I get it for the the. Let's beat the clock. Yeah. This is a time thing, but. Uh, well, see, yeah, that's how I felt with the first version. I remember, you know, a lot of people being like, oh, the Am- the Amazon part with Steppenwolf was always my favorite part. Um, and I was always like, yeah, I could see that. And I was always thinking, like, I, I know there's a better version out there. Um, and seeing this with, like, just a little bit of added footage, like, already this scene, from what we've seen since they've entered the cage, Steppenwolf, and then her leaving the cage... It has already been like this whole process that they've had to go through. Whereas the first one is like Steppenwolf came down. She took the mother box and ran. Um, you know, this has so much more weight and loss to it. And with the music, it just makes it feel that much more like intentional, I guess would be the way I would phrase it. Because with the first version, you get Danny Elfman's music and you got the reshoots. And so it becomes this whole other thing with this whole other kind of mentality of how this scene is supposed to operate. Whereas you have this with the, with the original composer, you have Junkie XL, Zack Snyder, Chris Terrio, who have always been like, yeah, this is a very sad moment because Queen Hippolyta is about to lose like some of the greatest Amazon she's ever known for a box that she's been defending for 5,000 years and she's seen the horrors before and all this other lore and all this other history that, that Queen Apalta has had with this mother box and uh, the dark apocalypse, all that kinds of all that kind of stuff. And that's all in here. Like you can feel it. It's very tangible to have that kind of energy. And so that's why it works so much better because it feels like a lot of thought has been put into this whole moment. Whereas the other one is just different. It's just like, oh yeah, she's now now she's slow motion sliding out because it's cool, and it's like, oh okay. Like without that, I think this might be one of those moments where it feels like that because we're watching it minute by minute, and so we're yeah. only seeing the slow motion slide that we're thinking like, oh yeah, she's just sliding for a really long time. Well, I mean, I I do agree with you that that this version does add a lot more to the Amazon stuff than than the 2017 one um but hey if we're going back to what we said in the beginning where someone's got a two and a half to three hour cut of this yeah let's speed this slide up yeah absolutely 
Um, but that's all I have for this one, Nate. D- did you have anything else for this one? Um, no, she does uh, have the really cool um, stance at the end of the minute. of uh, See, the slow-mo of like the, the, the whip around, and let me like pull, pull, my so- pull my sword away at the same time. That's the kind of slow-mo that I'm here for. It's just when I see like an angle of someone just like sliding on the ground for, you know, a second and a half too long. It's like that's, it just looks, it it looks wrong. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like no one should be able to slide with that much momentum. That and also like. You're just like lingering too. It just—it's like a lingering issue. Yeah, it's just yeah. like someone's just like, like the a shot pacing was like issue. Too long. Yeah, like a weird pacing issue. But the slow mo- the slow motion of the turn around and put the sword, sh- uh, sheath my sword back and run away is really cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much pretty much all I had. Now I know most of this is like green screen. Uh, special effects are added in for a lot of this um, Amazon cage here, but. One thing that I've always wondered, even from the very first time I watched this movie, was the rubble coming down. Like, I know a lot of this is special effects, but part of me always looks at this part where she sees the debris and when she's walking away with it. And I can't help but think that some of this is practical, like might be rubber rocks or something like that, that they're just rolling down like a green ramp. But it, it always had that kind of physics to me where i was looking at it going i know a lot of this is special effects but some of it just looks like they're like well let's let's drop a few like rubber just foam yeah just just like foam pieces of yeah whatever probably for like physics if it if you touch it and it's tangible you make it real baby you can touch it it's real Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up for today. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes that you guys are catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 32 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.